Welcome to It Awaits You, a podcast composed of true Southern Gothic tales for the modern age. It awaits you. Just after 1 a.m. on the morning of Friday, December 25th, 2020, while many were fast asleep or in the midst of Yuletide celebration, a Thor motor coach exhaust emptied plumes of smoke into the freezing air of downtown Music City, USA, or as it's also called, Nashville, Tennessee. The worn tan-colored RV, a model called the Chateau, embarked on its lonesome one-way odyssey into the heart of Nashville before coming to an odd stop. Around the corner from the famous honky-tonk bars found on Lower Broadway, the Chateau drifted to rest at precisely 1.22 a.m. on 2nd Avenue North, parallel to the walls of an AT&T network building and nearby quiet apartments above restaurants and shops, already struggling if not shuttered for months during the COVID-19 pandemic. The RV, after remaining parked in silence for over three hours, suddenly emitted the noise of rapid gunfire at 4.30 a.m. Then, nothing. The burst of shots was actually the audio of a ringtone running through a speaker system in the RV, a ringtone once used in daily life by the RV's driver. But nearby residents, unaware of the difference between their waking terror and real gunfire, started dialing 911 around an hour later at 5.30 a.m., after another round of shots echoed, still without a clear source, between Church and Commerce Street. There have been three rounds of gunshots inside the building. First about seven or eight minutes ago, and then about five minutes ago. What floor are the shots on? I can't tell. Okay. It's a, it's a four-story building. Four-story building, okay. And it has an atrium within the middle of the building, so there's four units on each floor. And there's four floors, okay. and there's an open atrium. Okay. Did you see or hear and anything else? No. But they're in the building. Okay. Kim, is there a name for that building? It's called the Ray Building, um, R-H-E-A. But I don't need any police inside the building. We're hearing gunshots on the street. Okay. Um, How many shots did you hear? We've heard it happen three times now, and each time it sounds like it's six or seven shots. And it's happened, like, it happened, and then, like, 30 minutes later it happened, and then, again, like, 20 minutes later it happened. Okay. We haven't seen anything. I'm afraid to... That happened about, what, that'd be 10 minutes ago? Yeah. 10 minutes ago. 911, what is the address of your emergency? It's 2nd Avenue North. We have a recording out here saying there's a limited time to evacuate this area. On one on 2nd Avenue North in downtown Nashville. Is that you guys? 2nd Avenue North. Where at on 2nd? 166 2nd Avenue North. There's a recording out there that's saying there's a limited time to evacuate this area. There's a large bomb inside this vehicle. Hmm. Um, let me check and see what we got. Can you please send the police up here? 
<laughs> Meanwhile, I'm getting dressed. Can you please send the police up here? Yeah, we definitely can. 166 like they, 2nd Avenue North. It looks like we have them I'm right sorry, out. I'm sorry, I'm in a panic. Okay. Um, the, we do have officers right out out there, like right near 178, which is right. Right. Are they thing. reporting anything about this recording that we're hearing? Um, we got, like, a call about shots being heard. Yeah, shots, but now there's a, there's a, there's a sound on there that says there's a limited time to evacuate this area. There's a large bomb inside this vehicle that is playing over and over and over outside. Gotcha. And I was just concerned that that's the police car saying that. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, um, I don't see anything in this call, but they are out there, so I don't know. Okay, okay, thank you. I'm going to look out the window. Do you want thank to you. speak to an officer? No, no, no. I'm just going to get dressed real quick. <laughs> Thank you. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Bye. As Nashville Metro police officers made it to the scene and searched for the source of the gunfire, their perception of what was unfolding shifted strangely as a digitized female voice emanated from the RV. The surreal warning, followed by a countdown, followed by a very purposeful song selection, started to fill the air, and by 6 a.m., the goal of this pre-dawn traveler was becoming alarmingly clear. Not long before 6.30 a.m. arrived, the shadow of the city's skyline still covered the streets, with about 20 minutes left until sunrise. The responding officers, later hailed as heroes, had evacuated the surrounding area as the warning continued through a combination of the countdown and Petula Clark's 1964 hit single, Downtown. Before finally clearing the area of all pedestrians as they awaited the arrival of the bomb squad, the officers also noted a camera placed above the rearview mirror, the only significant observation of the inside of the RV. But as soon as they noticed it, they were forced to retreat, given the urgency of the situation. That's so weird. That's like something out of a movie. Like the purge? Yeah. Well, in the meantime, I found out that that building that's next to is building that houses all the hard lines for phones throughout the southeast. Makes sense. Good spot for the bomb. Take a ride up on Tuesday. Hello? Take a ride on the 10-4 Then, an unsuspecting dawn erupted in a deafening boom. Accompanying the blast was a bright swelling orange hue, 
briefly illuminating downtown, gone in an instant, leaving behind a blooming layer of smoke. As quickly as it appeared, the explosion faded, settling into a dense gray aftermath of debris and rubble, set to the soundtrack of alarms. The impact was heard from miles around on both sides of the Cumberland River, knocking those on parallel roads to the concrete and sending eight to the hospital. It ripped through buildings, streets, and cars with unfathomable and unhindered force, leaving small fires and precariously scattered ruins of what had previously been a tranquil Christmas morning vignette. The trees that just before lined the street laid curled, blackened, and woven together across the road. One building structure succumbed to the blast and caved in completely, while others revealed windowless fronts and crumbling historic brick, the contents of the wounded architecture spilling out into the chaos down below. Oh my god. What is the address of your emergency? Oh my god, there, my entire building just fell down and it's collapsing. I live at 162nd Avenue North. Please come. Please, that the entire building just collapsed. The roof, the roof is collapsing in. Okay. Okay, yeah. stay with me. Oh my god. You're okay. You oh said 162nd Avenue oh North, correct? Yeah. Yeah, it's, okay. maybe it's just like, I don't know what's going on. Ralph, come on, Ralph, okay. come on. Stay with me. I'm getting my shoes now. Yeah, I'm getting my shoes. I'm going downstairs now. Okay, ma'am. Oh my what God. is your name? I don't know what's going on. Okay. Oh my God. Stay with me. Maybe Stay it's just me. my roof. I don't know. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, you're, you're perfectly fine. Stay with me. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. You're okay. You're doing great. Stay with me. Okay. I just I need to get my keys. I need to I don't know where they are. I don't know how many You said you have kids with you? Okay. No, just my dog. Okay. I got him. What's the phone number you're calling? Oh my god, everyone's out. Oh my god. I've got to get a Oh my god. What uh, six Okay. We have to get out. We can't be up here. Alright. Come on. Come on, Ralph. it's oh my god, I think it's an explosion. Ralph, watch out. All right, man. All we already neighbors have, neighbors. We have responders on the way, okay? I need to go. 911 is back up. I want you to get out of that place immediately. Is already. I didn't see anything fall or anything, but uh -huh. there was a big explosion. Okay, excuse me. And it was closer towards the AT&T building. Towards the AT&T <sighs> building? Yes, okay. on third. Hang on one second. <sighs> Why is it not bringing up where it is? He said he heard an explosion? Zero, six, thirty. I can't. Uh, yeah, there's a big explosion on top of a building. Oh, there it is. Okay. I gotcha. Okay, what is your name? My name is I'm a security guard for Scummerhorn. Okay, I gotcha. And what is the phone number you're calling me from in case I get disconnected? Okay. And you said it came from towards the AT&T building? Yes, on the 3rd Avenue. It's in between 3rd and 4th, but they'll be able to get easier access on 3rd. Okay. Did you hear or see anything else? I heard the explosion, and I seen the, the explosion on top of the building. You saw it on top of the building? 911, what is the address of your emergency? It is at 2nd Avenue and I believe Church of Commerce Street. There was just a massive fucking explosion downtown with a huge fireball. 
I'm at the Encore Apartments on the 15th floor. Just shook all the windows and just, yeah. Yep, they, oh, we're getting a bunch of calls on it. Yep. Uh, yep, I'll let you, it, yeah, it's, I, I can't see anything. It looks like I can't see through the smoke right now to see exactly what building it is. Yeah, it's right, uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's right near one, right in the middle, right near Church 2nd. Okay. Oh, my God, that's terrifying. It looks like something's on fire still. Are you okay? I'm okay. You're yes. okay? Okay. All right. Yes. Well, they they are um, – we have officers there. We're getting the fire department out as well, okay? Um, thank you so much. Th- thank you. A war zone, devoid of war, or at least no war in the traditional sense. But as you'll soon learn, this was the final battle in a war of ideas, between reality and conspiracy, between hope and despair, in one man's mind. His lesser instincts, provoked by the hardships of life and a confusing world, became the victor. His last attempt at control was a melding of his creative talents and capacity for destruction. Shortly after 5 p.m. that same day, the missing pieces of the puzzle were falling into place. Human remains with DNA belonging to the bomber were collected at the scene, as well as the VIN number from parts of the RV. But the irony is that once the bomber's identity was revealed, it wasn't so much the answer to a mystery, but a grave revisiting of a name already submitted to law enforcement in 2019. The name of a man reported by a former girlfriend, Pamela Perry, for, you guessed it, creating a bomb in his RV. Weirdly, this information was first conveyed to police when they showed up to Pamela's home during a suicide attempt, in which she claimed she felt like she was dying. It was in this context that she also shared her fears regarding her ex and his RV bomb, a complicated tapestry, to say the least. And by midday that Christmas, before the discovery of the remains and VIN number, Pamela contacted the FBI once again to explain she believed the perpetrator was likely her ex-boyfriend, and that her lawyer, Ray Throckmorton III, who previously represented her and the boyfriend in unknown affairs, would have information about the original bomb claims. By Friday night, FBI agents ventured to Pamela's home in an attempt to illuminate a motive for the bombing, and they were at Ray's house by the next morning. They uncovered not only relevant information about the bombing, but a rocky relationship between Pamela and her ex, in which his wild mood swings and controlling behavior pushed her away. By 11 a.m., the day after the explosion, they were combing through the bomber's home, looking for clues. Investigators shouldn't have wasted the first chance to delve a bit more deeply into the life of Pamela's old flame, Anthony Quinn Warner, 63 years old at the time of the bombing. They should have actually interviewed him in 2019, because at the end of the day, Tony's story isn't so unique to him, but it is a brutal snapshot of a uniquely American response to a world placed on pause during the pandemic, riddled with conspiracy, division, paranoia, and pain that had already been growing across the nation well before 2020. These traits made for a deadly combination when paired with personal despair, as they do for many, even more so during the holiday season. But the explosion itself is only the beginning of this tale. As the reclusive Tony told one of his neighbors just days before the bombing, when asked if Santa was bringing him anything good for Christmas, he said, Oh yeah, Nashville and the world are never going to forget me.
The neighbor, much like everyone else, tragically paid him no mind. Though across the country, old friends of Tony's were already receiving their gifts well before the arrival of Santa's sleigh. They were mailed documents outlining just exactly what Tony believed in. Conspiracy theories involving lizard people, aliens, the moon landing, 9-11, and so much more. It Awaits You presents a new series, The Nashville Bomber. Come back next week to explore the literal and figurative aftermath of the bombing in the form of several controversial topics. Topics such as, was the bombing terrorism? How safe is our telecommunications infrastructure? And how quickly does money flow to the rich in times of disaster as opposed to the poor? Beyond that, you'll hear all the clues investigators missed or ignored in Tony's life that led him to that fateful moment in the RV on Christmas morning. A story over 20 years in the making that resonates now more than ever. Happy Holidays from It Awaits You. In the meantime, you can find us on social media and get even more content through our Patreon, where your support is very appreciated. If you like this episode and want others to hear about it, take a moment to follow, subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening, and don't forget, it awaits you.